Horsties, it is the last episode of the year. Can you believe it? Think about how far we have come. But don't worry, we will be back for season two. Mommy just needs a little bit of break. <laughs> okay, she'll be back. Uh, Satan? Yes, Joanne. What fresh hell is this? This is going to be great, I promise. Breaking news, if you are receiving this right now, it's because you're a huge bitch. Ugh, Christ. What fresh hell is this? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When I was young, I was just a sad little emo kid who listened to sad music and cried in my bedroom about how hard life was. And I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And something that would have come in handy back then was BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can lower your stress. And something that's really amazing is that it's affordable because mental health is so disgustingly expensive sometimes. And it's not easy to get the help that you need. Visit betterhelp.com slash Stanzi today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stanzi, S-T-A-N-Z-I. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Let's get mentally stable, worsties. Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This with me, Stanzi Potenza. I know I mentioned last time that... I always start the episode by uh, talking about how fucking terrible I feel and like how my world is falling apart. But I, I don't know if everyone knows this, but usually like when we record episodes, we record like a couple at a time. So it is actually the same day as the last episode. But last episode, I started off being like, I, I feel awful. I feel terrible. Like uh, I'm exhausted. But right before I started recording, we're like, I don't know, like an hour into recording at this point, I took <laughs> another pill for my ADHD medication because I was like, I have to make sure that I take it early today. And now I feel great. I am so alert. <laughs> it like I like midway through recording the last episode, I was like, I, I'm actually feeling um, really great and quite productive. I don't feel like my world's falling apart and that nothing I do is ever enough and that I can't really get my life together. I actually feel great. And ADHD medicine rules. Fuck yeah. This shit's great. And go meth. But today's episode, right around the time that we're recording this a lot has been going on online, Twitter, Twitter. I have been very active on Twitter as of late. I kind of talked about this several episodes back in the doxing episode. I, I think I mentioned then, if not 
I will mention it now. Like the reason that I started uh, being more active on Twitter is because the people who were doxing me like found, you know, all my socials and they found my Twitter. And at the time, I think I had maybe like seven to nine thousand followers on Twitter, which, you know, compared to my other platforms is significantly smaller. And that made it so that it was more accessible to them. So that became like the main platform that they were like targeting me and my family on because I was just more accessible. There was no way that I couldn't see all of the things that they were like sending to like me and my family. So one of the things that I tried to do because I was like, you know, I can either tell the world about like what's going on and then that will kind of like instigate them more like they will like the fact that I'm drawing attention to the situation and probably like, it, I don't know, it's like, you know, adding fuel to the fire a little bit. It's like a double edged sword or I can like keep it on the DL and just like report what's happening to the police in my hometown uh, where my mom lives and the NYPD and the FBI and just do what I can to make myself less accessible. And that's exactly what I did. So I just started tweeting a lot more and ended up building my Twitter following just so that I could avoid being harassed, which is like a crazy way to like build a platform. But yeah, I went from like probably like 8,000 followers on there to like, I think now I'm at like almost like 47,000, which is pretty cool. But Twitter is addicting. A lot of people uh, will be like, why are you on Twitter? Twitter's such like a cesspool. And it is, but it also has like so many gems, just different shenanigans that uh, happen on Twitter. Like the day that the queen died, the tweets that people were making, like hilarious. Like the internet comedians flock to Twitter and they put out their best hits. And I like took the day off from working so I could just scroll and then make my own funny tweets because that shit was awesome. It was a great day. It was a great day to be on Twitter. And like, I think randomly throughout the history of uh, since Twitter has existed, there have been days like that. Trump getting COVID, that was one of them. Everyone was on Twitter for that elections you know people are always really active during elections but obviously recently like the twitter deal with elon musk went through and that has just been a fucking shit show i can't believe that i used to date someone that was like so enamored with like elon musk and was like that's the first time i ever heard about him it was probably like 20 2015 like this random guy that I dated for a few months like was like showing me interviews with him and he's like this guy's like the smartest guy ever and he's just like so cool and now looking back I'm like wow you were a fucking loser you were one of the like Elon Musk fanboys and I didn't even know it at the time and that's why he sucked but the shit that has been going on on Twitter since Elon has kind of like taken over is like insane. I mean, obviously there was like the paying for verification thing, which 
completely backfired. People were subscribing to Twitter Blue and buying verification badges and then doing like parodies of different businesses and stuff. And like one company, and it's like, I forget the name, but like an insulin company, like someone parodied that account was like, all insulin is free now. And then that company had to be like, oh, um, our like, we're sorry. Insulin actually isn't free. And that was like a parody account. And they lost like billions of dollars like overnight because of this like verification thing. But that shit was so funny. And there were a lot of different parody accounts that were popping up, like a lot of businesses, but also a lot of like conservative figures that were popping up. This was so fucking funny, right? This is basically like an episode of cursed fan fiction right here. A Ben Shapiro parody account popped up, right? And that account is still going strong. A lot of them got banned. So the Ben Shapiro parody account goes, I have always wondered what a woman's body feels like and looks like in real life without clothes. That would be so cool. Ted Cruz parody account responds. The first time I entered my human wife, I said, groaning in her ear, this is exactly how mother said it would feel. Ben Shapiro. Oh my God. You got me kind of horny right now, Mr. Cruz. And then Ted goes, have you ever tasted the entrails of a man, Ben? There is no carnal pleasure as delectable. Ben responds, Ted, stop. They're not supposed to know about us. With a picture from My Horse Prince, which is a gotcha game where your character is is dating or owns a horse with the face of a sexy anime guy. The internet's a really crazy thing. Like, it was created for, like, advancements in, like, science and shit and, like, better communication and whatnot. And it became something devastatingly hilarious. But a lot of just, like, crazy shit has been going on. Obviously, like, the different locations for Twitter, like, closed down and stuff. And Elon was, like, he's just been memeing about the whole thing, which is, like, so sad. Because, like, he tries so hard to be funny online. And he will never succeed in the way that he wants to. Because, like, he wants to succeed in the way that Trump succeeded in being funny without like trying. And some of you might not, some of you might be like, what are you talking about? But obviously like Trump got like unbanned on Twitter after Elon posted a fucking poll about it because he's a dumbass. And then, you know, he reinstated Trump and then Trump was like, I'm not going back. And then like Elon started posting all these like sexually suggestive memes about like Trump and like, Twitter and like Twitter wanting to get like fucked by Trump. I'm like, just say you want that man's penis in your asshole. Some of the hit tweets from Trump were like unreal. He's an awful person. 
And it really sucks because there's an alternate universe where, like, he never ran for president and he just remained, like, Donald Trump celebrity business guy chronically online tweeting a bunch of, like, nonsense. And, like, we didn't have to deal with all the bullshit that we're dealing with now. Like, he didn't have to ruin the fucking country. But, like, my favorite one, I I could get this tattooed on me, right? So, September 11th, 2013, I would like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers, on this special date, September 11th. What? What an incredible tweet. If he wasn't an awful person, like, we could have had it so good. One of, like, the biggest hits he had was, I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. That, that was a hit. There was another one. As everybody knows, but the haters and losers refuse to acknowledge, I do not wear a wig. My hair may not be perfect, but it's mine. That is some really, like, girl bossy, self-love, Pinterest-type shit. That's like an affirmation that you say to yourself in the mirror when you wake up in the morning to, like, start off your day on a high note. (laughs) Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest. And you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. It's like if you gave your grandmother with dementia a phone for the first time and you were like, just say anything that's on your mind. Just see this keyboard, just type anything that you're thinking or feeling and just post it. That is exactly what his tweets are. And that was a phenomenal time for him. That's what he excelled at and he should have stuck with it. We'll be right back, worsties. Welcome back. If Twitter falls apart, I'll be so sad because that is like the fun of it all. But I I thought because it's like the last episode, I'm like, let's get back to our roots a little bit. The other day I tweeted, tweet me the name of a male celebrity and I will tell you if they're an alpha, beta, or omega in the Omegaverse. And you guys did not fucking disappoint. There were about 700 responses to that tweet. And that's not even counting like any of the DMs that I got on Instagram from people who aren't on Twitter but saw it on Instagram and just wanted to like send them my way. And if you're if you're new here, if you haven't listened to the podcast from the beginning and you don't know what the Omega verse is, like I unfortunately feel like I have to explain it again because some people in in that thread also didn't understand. It was like, oh well, I think like the alpha's the leader, and then like the betas and omegas are like the followers. And I was like, you delicate little naive baby bird. I wish I could go back in time and like not 
know what the fuck any of this is because I'm stuck at the bottom of the pit right now. And there's no escaping. The Omegaverse is like a fan fiction based sort of like universe that has become popular in like online web comics and such. And it's like an alternate universe where you basically have two sexes, right? It's like you're, you can be like male or female, but you're also one of three things. You're either an alpha, a beta, or an omega. And alphas are like dominant. They are the ones that can like get you pregnant, right? And omegas are the ones that get pregnant. And alphas have to mate with omegas to reproduce. But betas are like neutral to that system and they don't follow the same rules. Betas just like usually like in in that situation like they'll stick with the uh, other betas because they don't follow the same rules. They don't sense pheromones because omegas and alphas give off pheromones to attract each other. So it's very like animalistic. But the big thing, like one of the main, like the key components of the Omegaverse is that you can be like a cis man in the Omegaverse. And if you are an Omega, you can get pregnant, right? So that's the big thing. It's like, a dude, one cis dude can impregnate another cis dude, mpreg, and that is the thing. So I asked, I asked people, and a lot of you fucking responded. I said, tweet me like male celebrities and I'll tell you. Someone asked Zach Efron pre and post jawline. And I said, Omega? to recessive alpha. There's just something about the post-jaw surgery situation that makes him a little bit more dominant, but, like, not the most dominant. Someone said, oh, God, Mr. Clean and Barack Obama. What? What interesting choices for, like, one singular tweet. Mr. Clean is alpha for sure. That dude's dominating everyone. That dude's pheromones smell like pine. Barack Obama, I think he's a beta. I don't see Barack being... Actually, there is the Sonic the Hedgehog and Barack Obama, like, fan fiction. That's a real thing that you can read about. And if you Google it, you will find some very disturbing pictures of either a pregnant Barack or a pregnant Sonic. And I just can't remember right now. That's how deep in the internet I am. But I think that Barack is a beta, truly, in my opinion. Someone said, do all of the Chris's, all of the famous Chris's. And they actually included, usually it's like the four, but they included Christopher Maloney. And I said, that's great. So I said, Chris Evans, alpha. I don't think Chris Evans gives off anything else but alpha vibes. Chris Pine, beta. I feel like Chris Pine is like neutral in that situation. 
he seems like someone that doesn't fall into like a, a, I don't know, any sort of like rhythm or like, I don't know. He he's he just like in any situation I see him in, he's always kind of just like a third party, just like observer, you know, that's so he's he's going to be a beta. I think that Chris Pratt is a recessive Omega that cosplays as a dominant alpha, but he will never he will never be a dominant alpha. Like he tries really hard to come across that way and it's just not going to happen for him. It's just not. And you might say I'm biased and maybe I am. It's not happening. Chris Hemsworth, absolutely alpha. There's nothing not alpha about Chris Hemsworth. His brother, on the other hand, I could absolutely see Liam Hemsworth being an Omega. Christopher Maloney, I, Detective Stabler, um, yeah, Alpha. I give him Alpha. So for the famous Chris's, we have two Alphas, a Beta, and an Omega. Yeah. Someone said do all of One Direction. Harry Styles is a dominant Omega. Like, that young man is prancing around on those stages wearing a wearing a feather boa just covered in glitter. That man's an omega. There's there's no other way. Liam recessive omega. Doesn't have a like a huge presence but like also not like a a dominant figure. Recessive Omega. And then I think every other one, Niall, Lewis, and Zane, I think they're just like all betas. I could see Zane being like an alpha, but the other two, I don't. I don't. Joe Biden, beta. Oh, Mads Mickelson. Someone did Mads Mickelson and Hugh Dancy because they were in Hannibal together and everyone ships those. And I was like, that's so easy. Hugh Dancy is a little Omega and Mads Mikkelsen is his dominant alpha and there's absolutely Mpreg there. Does that exist? I can't imagine it not existing, right? I'll look and see if there's... <laughs> Someone did male Wiglet from Pokemon. I was like, uh, Omega, uh, Wiglet, the Pokemon? Yeah. There are so many. I had so many people be like, do BTS. And I was like, you're you're lucky that I stand BTS or else I'd be like, I have no I I have no idea. Which like they're all just like alphas, basically, except Jimin, who's a dominant omega. Obviously, a lot of people asked for Ryan Reynolds. And I said that Ryan Reynolds was an alpha. I gave him that. And I also gave Hugh Jackman. I gave Hugh Jackman alpha also. But I don't know. Because then I think about, like, they have this weird, like, frenemy relationship that they do all the time. Like, they'll, they always do these little bits with each other. And so I was trying to think of it in, like, in terms of, like, their personal relationship. And I think that Ryan Reynolds, if they couldn't both be alphas, I think Ryan Reynolds would be the alpha. I think Hugh Jackman 
is Ryan Reynolds Omega. But like, also, don't tag any of these people in these posts because when I move into mainstream media, I don't need any of them knowing that I did this. Leave it alone. Don't take screenshots and bring it up in two years after I've won my Oscar, okay? And we'll end on these two, okay? Mitt Romney, dominant Omega. Dominant, but still an Omega. And Elon Musk, recessive Omega. Because he is a little bitch. And that's where we'll end that. But I got so many people answering that. People were stoked about that thread. And it was it was good. It's still I mean, you can look it up on Twitter and it's good. I gave as many responses to people as I could, but I'll have to do it again because um I think some people wanted to see like women and stuff and like those rankings and I think that would be like I I think I just think that's so funny. I I could do that all day giving people their rankings. I actually had someone come to my live show in July. And they they came for like a meet and greet and they asked me to sign their shirt and give them an Omegaverse ranking, which I thought was so funny. And I really tried my best to put some thought into it. But I hope that that didn't disturb you too much. And like if it did, I'm like, are you new here? Because like, I don't think that's the worst thing that we've talked about on this show. We've talked about a lot of weird fucking shit. And I think that this topic, you know, Omegaverse stuff really gets back into like where where we all started. Because I think one of like the earliest episodes I ever did almost a year ago was about the Omegaverse and all of that crazy shit. But now, here we are in December now. We're at the end of 2022. And we started this show like a year ago. And that is so crazy. And I I really had no idea where this was going to go and like how successful this podcast would be if people really cared and and wanted to listen to this. And I was so surprised by like the overwhelming support from my followers. And like, you know, even when I just post random videos online and stuff, and one of you will like randomly reference something that I talk about, like specifically in the podcast, I'm like, oh, like this person listens to the podcast. That's so cool. Because you don't really, you don't see the engagement with a podcast like you do when you're looking at videos, you know, like I, I can immediately see how many people are watching my videos, but like the podcast was different. And this was, this was like a, a new thing for me. And I was really so happy and excited that you guys really enjoyed it. And with this being the final episode of the season, we will be taking a short break and we will be back in the beginning of 2023. And for the next season, uh, I think maybe switch things up a little bit and 
try some new things. And I think that we've already been doing that. And uh, you guys have been great through that whole thing. And I hope that you just like being here and being a part of uh, this little community that we've built. And yeah, I love you guys. And this has been, you know, so great. And it's we've we've had one live show and everyone who came was just so amazing and supportive. And I love that we've built this wonderful little community together. So with that being said, I hope that you have an amazing holiday season. Enjoy your new year. Be safe. And I will see you next year. And I will see you in hell. What Fresh Hell Is This was written by me, Stanzi Potenza. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Carter Wogon, and Anne Fuse. Special thanks to Gabrielle Rose at Dulcedu and all of my friends and family. If you love What Fresh Hell Is This, share it with a friend. And if you really want to over-deliver, please leave a five-star review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Stanzi Potenza on TikTok and at Stanzi Potenza everywhere else to stay up to date on everything I've got going on. Until next time, have a great week and I will see you in hell. Hell.